last time you interviewed someone? I've never interviewed someone. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good way to start a podcast. <laughs> Episode one, Romy Lost Podcast. Uh, this should be interesting. I am not a person of words. Definitely a person of photo and to tell the stories in that way. But earlier this morning, I sat down with my buddy Graham in his backyard in a yurt, which was perfect setting for the first uh, podcast here, our first episode. And we talked about all kinds of things and connecting all those things was being outdoors and being creative and finding balance between the two. So without further ado, here is our chat. And yeah, hope you like it. Thank you for tuning in. All right, so Graham. Graham's on the on the thing. First first one up. Hiking soon. <laughs> um so I've known you for a long time now, actually, now that I'm thinking about it. Wait. Yeah, it's probably like, been close to what? Six, seven years? It might be more than that. It feels like more than that, but I don't know because if it it's is. been five years since long from Long Beach. Yeah, I lived in Long Beach uh, apartment for five years. Okay, so six, maybe seven. Yes, yeah. Maybe say about seven. Yeah, eight. If we're if we're really trying to get hold as on to memories. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I don't remember how we met though. Uh, I think. You know? it, I mean, like anything, it probably just came through Instagram. Yeah, I think that's what it was. But Instagram wasn't very prominent back then. No. It wasn't, but we were still, I mean, everybody was like in our little creative scene was on it already. I think. At yeah. That point. Yeah. Well, with the clothing and <clears throat> I guess, well, that, yeah, car and BMX and all that kind of stuff. Plus I was working, I think I was working at city grounds a little bit too. Yeah. That might've been what it was. Cause yeah. We were doing a bunch of fixed gear stuff at the time. Yeah. That might've been it actually. Either way. It's been a while. It's been too long to remember. Is yeah, what it, is what it really, we're really saying right now. Yeah. So, my intro to you was clothing and shooting photos because us versus them was probably my first job as a freelance photographer, like consistent job, I would say. I've always got paid to shoot some stuff here and there, but that was like an actual job. Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure how many people actually know of the clothing line. Yeah. It's, it's, well, I think SoCal, dude. You know what? I've, I've I've been I saw it again like probably this last month. I mean, I see it all the time. Yeah. Still, you know, so obviously Southern California. It's still it's still around. It's still doing stuff, but it's just yeah. for me, it's interesting because of how quick people's memories cycle through to the next thing. Mm-hmm. You know, like if you weren't buying streetwear. Or, you know, like stuff centered around skates, surf, whatever, like that, you yeah. know, like brands come and go pretty quick. Yeah, yeah. And if you weren't around to experience that brand when it came out, then a lot of times, like, they don't stay around. You're lost and, in the shuffle. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so, that's why companies have such a hard time clothing, sticking around. Clothing is a very <laughs> difficult industry to be in if you want to uh, own your own company. It's, yeah it's like having a so band competitive 
Yeah. It's like having a band. I mean, like, everybody can start a band. It takes a lot of fucking work to get, you know, an audience. You have to have, you know, all the right people involved. You mm-hmm. have to have, you know, the right location, the right scene to pull people that pay attention to you. Exposure. Exposure. And then you get, like, you know, hopefully you get a deal. And once you get that deal, then you're the expectations of the label versus, yeah. like, what you can pull out. There's all sorts of things. It's, like, it's so random. And I think... It's funny because on social media, you'll see so many people talking about, oh, you know, you can do it if you just push through it. I'm like, that is necessary, (laughs) but it takes so much more than that. Like, you have to have an awareness of, you know, like what you're doing, where you're at, who you're having your conversations with like it's not just yeah it's not just hustling because hustling relative because that shit changes all the time i mean you really have to find a way to set yourself apart because you know everybody can hustle and do the exact same thing yeah and then nobody's standing out you know yeah yeah so what do you what would you say you do as a profession because i know you do a lot of things but what do you what do you usually label yourself if you do um as a as a creative or job or whatever um i would say if i was to tell somebody what i do i i create brands i guess is the best way to put it i mean branding and that includes so much stuff you know from conceptualizing uh the direction of it marketing plans who you're trying to sell to what it should look like and this isn't just with clothing i mean yeah i I just finished a couple big branding projects with um, one company is called Lumino, which is like a natural oral care company. Um, and they make amazing product. Um, and then another one was uh, Over the Influence, which is an art gallery that just opened up in downtown yeah. LA. Yeah, which is a big gallery now. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's, I mean, they have a large footprint and they have a lot of really ambitious shows. And, yeah. Um, you know, there's uh, can't miss it when you're walking on that street. <laughs> no, no. There's a lot. Of, there's a lot of really interesting stuff happening down there. Um, but um, I just went down there actually a couple of days ago, and it was a lot busier than the last time I was down there. Yep, yep. So it's definitely changing. Could not find parking. No, you can't. So. I mean, <laughs> that's why they made Uber and Lyft. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, um, branding is you know it's you know, whether you're doing it for yourself or whether you're doing it for someone else, it's essentially figuring out how to communicate an idea, an emotion, uh, a need for something to an audience. Yeah. It's the same way. Like, you know, everybody kind of understands this with the sense of, you know, people make an Instagram account, a social media account, they kind of curate an aesthetic, a message, you know, along with what they do with, a person's interest or right. want to or like even people living vicariously through others because they can't necessarily do that yeah i mean like especially like if you think of social media social media when you create content you're creating a product for somebody to consume yeah and yeah. and they're even and they, digitally <laughs> right well even if you're not directly getting paid you get paid in a sense through the exposure and that exposure gives you power to influence and mm-hmm. power to influence is what people monetize yeah which yeah, we all yeah. know you know but that's <laughs> essentially what branding is branding is literally creating creating a product or creating an aesthetic or creating a market 
for something it can be so varied like it can run through everything you know like if you are somebody that focuses on branding you could be doing design you could be doing photography you could be doing um you know uh ux design for websites yeah you know um, marketing in the sense of like not just photo shoots and and the aesthetic that you're projecting on the world but also how do you interact with your customers like all of this is what encompasses branding so it you know i started out as a designer and then as my experience grew with you know working with building a brand us versus them yeah um branding just became something that i was doing so yeah. that led into doing it well yeah. enough to get paid right? i try <laughs> <laughs> well that's always the goal um and i guess with this podcast the goal is to connect like the creatives or people that are getting you know making a living off of you know what i guess what they essentially want to do mm-hmm. um and the outdoors because I personally love the outdoors, as you may know. <laughs> I cannot, like, I literally cannot get enough. So you go out on a Wednesday and you can go camping, um, maybe get inspiration for the next thing. So how did you find the two kind of like colliding or giving inspiration to what you do with branding? Um, well, I don't know. I mean, I didn't, I, I think I came across you know my creative direction and my love of you know nature i think from two completely different starting points and then they intersected later in my life um you know i uh i used to just manage a skate shop and that ended up you know i had a lot of problems with the management after a certain point in time and so i left and started my own shop um, okay. And around that same time, I had started rock climbing with some other friends that I had grown up with that had picked it up, and I uh, got into it because of them. Yeah. Um, I, growing up, I didn't go camping. My parents didn't go camping. Um, I mean, all we went surfing every weekend. Okay. Um, so we would go down to the beach and you know do that, but we never really went out to the mountains. Like we would go for a day trip to the snow, yeah, yeah, and that yeah. was about as far as it went. Yeah, but yeah. I think more and more now with you know the internet making all these locations more accessible. Yeah. Um. It's I think people. I think over the past five years, especially with Instagram and geotagging and all this stuff, um, in the younger generation, it's definitely opened up people's expanses to going to different places and so yeah. i feel like there's not like you know the desert people that are going yeah, yeah, out yeah. to these remote sections of the desert and then you know the the people who only go to big sur you yeah. know like now it's like okay we got to check off all of these spots on our checklist you know yeah and it's like uh it's pokemon yeah gotta collect them all i think for better <laughs> for worse it's um you know it's getting people out there to appreciate and explore different areas and to get a different perspective on you know how things should be preserved and how things should be you know regulated in a certain sense to where like it's not just getting torn down because there's a lot more people in the state than there used to be and yeah it's gonna get harder to have these open spaces if we don't try to like control them yeah but i think so where you know running us versus them our whole like 
branding direction with that was it was very based around like punk activism um but done in a different aesthetic and a lot of that spanned all you know various interests you know whether it was like social stuff or um you know i brought in environmental stuff um because i but at that point i had been out just wandering around the desert a lot and really gaining an appreciation for the sparseness and the i guess like the the harsh reality of survival out there you know mm-hmm. like the desert isn't necessarily a place that a lot of people really think needs to get preserved because there's not a whole lot going on there's there. not much out like actually out there but which is but there is which is which is kind of false because i mean it really is just such a delicate balance yeah and you really have to kind of you can go to the forest and you you know you can enjoy um you know all of the stuff that's growing there yeah but there's always stuff moving around and there's always abundant resources and it's more about competition yeah and and in the desert it's more of a a balance of perseverance mm-hmm. and efficiency and survival right and yeah. when you know it's like so what really struck me in connection to what we were doing at the time with the brand is that the you know we didn't have a fuck ton of resources you know we had a lot of our support from our friends and family yeah um it was very community based yeah and i you know we were kind of just like okay we're gonna do this in the way that it works out we're not gonna have any sort of real direction you know we're not gonna try to plan it out step by step we're just gonna like do one thing at a time and see where it goes and interact with what happens and who we meet along the way. Yeah. Natural progression. But you have to be efficient, you know, like you can't just be wasting money, throwing money for advertising, all this stuff. You have to be creative and, um, you know, you have to have that DIY attitude and that really kind of connected with me, the desert, like not just the natural aspect of the desert, but also the social aspect of the desert. People who move out to the desert to live kind of on their own away from society, you know, they have a lot, a different mentality. Um, Sometimes that can go in negative directions, but most of the time I see the positive in it. You know, it's like there's a lot of self-reliance and that is echoed in how you see nature survive out there, you know, whether it's wildlife or plants or or what have you. Yeah. I've seen some of the most amazing stuff in the desert that, you know, if it was in the forest, it wouldn't really feel so special. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Like seeing a, well, it's so different. Like the sunset alone are very different than the sunsets in Big Sur. Yeah. So it's just, it's just, there's something, just something different about out there. That's, that's all. I don't know. Well, I think there's, there's really no other place, at least on land. I mean, you go out to the middle of the ocean, but you know, there's no other place on land where you can see 360 degrees on the same level that you're at. Yeah, that's you know what point. I mean. Like, yeah, I like you can go that. up to a t- the peak of a mountain and you can see everywhere, but you're kind of disconnected from it. Yeah, you're you know? way above it, right? And with the desert, like you can sit in an open plain, and nothing's going to obstruct your view for maybe you know on a clear day, hundred miles plus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and there's a sense of um, like again, like there's a sense of isolation in that that puts you into perspective you know as like a part of this world yeah and um you know that that feeling of humility 
is important because it's something that a lot of us lack in our social lives because ego runs yeah, everything. Yeah, it runs it all. <laughs> um, it, I mean, it does. Like marketing itself is just how do you play with people's ego and yeah. utilize your own for games. But that's true. Yeah, the desert for me is it's important because it's a good way to disconnect and kind of recenter and um, yeah, you know that's that's completely necessary. Especially you know like, again working in the creative industry, you're essentially trying to figure out ways to sell people on shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And sometimes that can wear you down. Totally. If you, if you it, know, have a bit of a conscience. Yeah, I was gonna say if it's, <laughs> if it's uh yeah if you're conscious of what you're actually doing right yeah um so with the desert i guess um a part of this podcast is stories right so what would you be what would be like a scary or um exciting kind of like a like something that stands out in your mind that happened out there or or anywhere else really um because i know that we've been we went to japan vietnam been to hong kong mm-hmm. um i mean japan stands out always to me but um just because it's so drastically different than yeah. a lot of the places that I consistently go to. What stands out, like, first thing that comes to your mind? I see the, the strange thing is that I haven't had any bad experiences traveling. Yeah. I really haven't. I think... I think with uh, traveling versus being in an area where you live, mm-hmm. you tend to look at things different. But I've, I've tried to lately kind of view them as the same you know like you can stay in the same place same city and you have a routine and you do all these things and i feel like it's it's important to remind yourself to view the things around you the things that are close to you with a sense of you know uh intention to explore you know, like we always drive out of town to yeah. see these things. Yeah, and, that's true. And then we have an intention that we're going to experience something new. So we yeah. seek it out. But we don't do that as much in, in the places like that we live. Day, yeah. uh, when I started going out and kind of doing solo boondocking, you know, out in the desert. But yeah. like I used to do it. I used to camp in a van in Malibu and yeah. downtown L.A. And, you know, like I would kind of not necessarily be homeless, but I would just kind of do that for weeks at a time yeah you'd be around and uh kind of float around and just work remotely yeah um and i feel like rather than having one instance where like this amazing thing happened or one instance where this really shitty thing happened i think overall being outside of some you know safety bubble that we create for ourselves whether it's our home or like our our neighborhood or whatever yeah um i was intentionally putting myself in places and and situations where i wasn't familiar and it and it didn't matter if it was like in the middle of death valley searching for the hot springs without a phone or if i was you know boondocking in in malibu you know and just waking up and going into the water at sunrise like that like or in downtown and riding my bike around you know racing traffic like all these things were at at the time 
something that I hadn't done before. And that was more important for me. Which can still be exciting. Yeah. Well, exactly. of course it is, because it's the first firsts are always usually pretty exciting. Exactly. I, you know, they're just opportunities to learn new things and have new yeah. experiences. And so I think like I, I really can't like I, I can't say that every trip that I've gone on, everything's gone 100 percent right. But I've never come away from it feeling like oh this was like a close call like I've, yeah, never, yeah. I've never felt like I've I've n- I haven't gotten any crazy experiences like everything's been overwhelmingly positive for me yeah um, well except for that time in Vietnam that we saw someone get hit by a car yeah I mean that sucks but it wasn't us getting hit <laughs> no so. it wasn't but it was wild yeah to it was see. pretty damn wild it was crazy to see um you know I'm but Traffic yeah, like is intense. Yeah, it's crazy there. Or trying Vietnam or Vietnamese coffee. Yeah. Ooh, so good. Um, yeah, no, it's a good point to 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 point out that you experience the daily stuff in a new light versus like just doing your everyday thing. There's always something new around. Yeah. I think you just have to you have to break your routine more yeah. than anything. And that's important, too, for, you know, work. And if you're, again, like yeah. you're creative, it's very easy to get stuck in a routine. And I think for me before, when I was a little bit younger, I would go and escape out to the desert or the mountains or wherever because I was feeling stuck. Yeah. And I was like feeling like, oh, it's my surroundings. I need to go and I'm going to get away and I'm going to like refocus. Yeah, and, yeah. And that's perfectly fine. Like Which that works is, uh, for tons of people. Myself included. <laughs> but what I found is that I was kind of doing this in multiple senses in my life. Like I would do it physically by leaving the physical space that I was in. Yeah. But I would also mentally run away from things, you know, like I was um, seeing that I was trying to project a sense of control over my creative process mm-hmm. um and when i was confronted with a situation where i couldn't produce something or i or i feel like i was losing control like my inspiration was gone yeah i would try to force it by doing some some trick that i thought would make me yeah yeah rather than just sitting still and giving myself time to disconnect like um and I like I, I think that what I had to really do is I had to understand what it really meant to disconnect. You know, like if you're running away from something, you're not necessarily disconnecting. You're just you're just kind of avoiding it. Yeah. For a while. It's just, yeah. It's like just, the umbilical cord's it's still come there. Back, yeah. you, it's just stretching really far. And yeah. once you get back, it's still right there in your face. Yeah. And so, I mean, you have to deal with it. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, like with. um with being with traveling and doing that stuff like i i did it so heavily for so long and it was a you know beautiful experience but i feel like i almost wasn't enjoying it as much as i could have because i was kind of doing it for the wrong reasons yeah um i could i could see i could see that in myself a little bit but that's i i enjoy being out there even if I don't have to like necessarily quote unquote escape. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, uh, and I would totally, you know, the thing is that I, you know, I can't get out as much as I used to. Yeah. And it, and so my, the way that I figured out how 
to kind of deal with that aspect is like, okay, I can't get out. Like, I'm not going to go crazy. So I had to figure out yeah, what to a do. Solution. Right. And so like, I, I actually got back into meditating and, and doing that stuff. And that has been for me almost just as much of an, an adventure, which is a weird thing to say. Yeah. Um, as you know, the first time like I drove out into, you know, the wilderness with you know no cell phone service and all yeah, that stuff. Yeah. you know it's like it, it, there, there's a lot of exploration that you can do yeah. with yourself and that that's been like for the past couple of years that's really been my focus like, yeah and when i go out now to um you know whether i'm going camping or whether i'm going climbing like i i used to shoot photos i used to post on instagram every time i go mm-hmm. out and like i would like try to always share what i was doing yeah and again like i'm not denigrating that yeah no, for me like i had to stop because for me it felt like i was just trying to again like put something out there so i could kind of validate myself yeah or and, have other people validate your you yeah know, exactly like, or whatever yeah which you know is again like it was still tied to my creative output. yeah, yeah like, i yeah. was so in like trying to figure out like who i was and what i wanted to do and once i learned to kind of sit still and be a little more centered and and calm with myself Mm-hmm. My creative output went through the roof and yeah. I've stopped caring as much about whether or not people were going to like the work that I was doing. And I stopped posting on Instagram as much. Yeah, I don't remember last time. I mean, I, 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 I do remember stuff you trying to sell some, some more cycles. <laughs> I, I still do. It. Hey, you know, if I need to get rid of some junk, you got a lot garage, of projects. Yeah. <laughs> um, I can't believe you still have that old CB. Yeah, well, there's a lot of stuff that I should have gotten rid of, but but yeah, that's a good point to talk about. Uh, uh, maybe disconnecting the social with experiences because I think that's why a lot of people go outdoors or go to the spots that you see on Instagram or geotag or whatever is to say that you were there right like you know yeah it's um, like does it does it have value if people don't know that yeah you're there and i think that that's the question is that what is important with the the activity of going somewhere is it to document it so you can have it in your catalog so people can like give you value yeah yeah or are you going there just simply to explore it yeah and to appreciate it but it's like you can have both yeah you can totally have both there's i mean i for sure have gone to places that everyone has gone to get that cool photo or whatever but um i tend to never ask anyone where it is or Mm. like uh i I like at least give myself some room to freaking explore right you know because like it's um like the sierras are so well i mean especially like mammoth hot springs and all this stuff is so trafficked now yeah that it's really not that hard to find the hot springs for as as an example but before i remember when someone i knew lived in mammoth you would have to ask a local to be like you know where i mean that's how it was with anything yeah before geotagging before even like google i mean 
you know, even before social media and geotagging, like certain things might have been on Google. Yeah. But, you know, even with Google Maps, they weren't really on there. They it would have just, been a, like a, a blog post or like yeah, something from 2013. Exactly. Yeah. Whatever. You know, and all this stuff was the, it's not like it's not like you couldn't find places that you were not from, you know, yeah. like the p- things were in books. And oh, yeah. There's yeah. always the information a out bit there. more of effort put into being putting into finding it yeah and i think that with uh the internet or like i think social media is particularly uh that exploration gets uh kind of pushed to the side and just like shortcutted because you could just ask someone or geotag or whatever there's always like kind of like a way to get a pinpoint yeah but um well i think too with with the social media like geotagging stuff like i i think geotagging is one thing but i think since the focus for most people when they do exploration in conjunction with social media um i think people just seek out spots because they saw that one photo and they saw that once like yeah. it, uh, this is a beautiful photo i want to recreate that photo yeah like, why do you want to recreate a photo that you already saw somebody yeah. else do like going and seeing it on your own that's one thing yeah but like people are going out and shooting photos of the same spot in the exact same way they saw 20 other people do it and it's like are you only doing that so you can post it on your account like just repost somebody else's yeah it's just I mean, it's just weird to me because I guess like when I was doing photography, like I was my the thing that I, I valued in photography was you can find something that other people have shot a photo of. But if you can shoot it in a way that other people haven't. Yeah, that that's the value yeah. in, in, in your voice. In that's photography. what photography is. Right. Is, is but like, you know, you have a lot of these like somebody's going to Iceland and they're going to hang out in front of the lake with yeah. with the um northern lights and they're going to shine a you know a, a, flashlight, a flashlight into up. the <laughs> sky at the universe with their photoshopped long exposure of the universe from another yeah, you know, yeah. photo set like it's just like cool that's awesome looking but you know it really looks good but the creativity it's just wise. like it, there's five million versions of that photo yeah, yeah, so like what true what exactly you bring into the table and it's like do do these places that people seek out to get these instagram photos they it does it benefit or hinder you know one side could be saying well more people going to it so then people are more inclined to preserve it yeah but more often than not that's not really how it works you know as as social media becomes more of a like especially travel photography becomes more of a mainstream thing yeah you find all sorts of people who are not taking value in the location because all they want to do is get there take that photo and And then then leave leave. yeah so they're not going to be the ones that are going to be picking up trash they're not going to be the ones that are going to be avoiding spider webbing trails yeah they're 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 not going to be as cognizant of how they're affecting their surroundings because you know for one it, it they didn't have to do the work to get there yeah two they're not spending a lot of time there they're just getting their shot and leaving maybe 30 minutes yeah you know it's like <laughs> yeah. it, you know when 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 you actually have to explore and find somewhere and you you come across something that happens to be beautiful to you yeah you're gonna it's gonna generate a connection to that part of the world and you're gonna feel some sense of ownership and stewardship for it to want to preserve 
what you've seen, seen and what yeah. you've experienced. Yeah. So that so way you can it can persevere or... for other people to experience. Yeah, totally. And yeah. so I think that um, I think that gets that definitely gets lost in outdoor um, realm. I just shot a campaign that actually is a is a watch that's eighty five percent recycled, mm-hmm. and we went out and we. I mean, this is, of course, is for work, but we went out and showed that like we were picking up trash. We're in these BLM areas that you can camp for free and experience for, you know, we were there for three days, Mm -hmm. like a legit camping trip. One of the got one of our ACs was never been camping before. Mm hmm. And, and so you're out in the wilderness, we're like out in the wilderness. pit toilets. Yeah, there's no bathrooms. Nice. Yeah. And it's the best way to get somebody out there. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, we we um, got back into town that last day and got dinner or whatever. And I was like, I asked the AC, I was like, would you would you go camping again? And he was like, so ecstatic about it. Like mm-hmm. he was so into it. Yeah. Because I think he was said that his family doesn't do that. Right. right. You know, um, so they're like Latino family. So I don't know what it is in culture or whatever that doesn't involve that. But like or even Southern California, like I came from camping all the time. Like, well, not all the time, but I mean, I'm from New Hampshire, so there's a lot of woods. So being outdoors all the time. But maybe it's so weird to me to people that haven't gone to like Yosemite which is like not even that far away but it's like one of the best national parks yeah um I don't I don't think there's any like I I don't think there's any sort of real connection to camping and background for Southern California I think what it mainly has to do is you know there's you don't get as much free time if you're working your ass off yeah to pay your bills. that's a good point and so it really like you know like I, my parents my dad was a construction worker my mom stayed home um and we you know they were pretty frugal with their money and yeah you know like i said like we used to go surfing every weekend you know as a day trip yeah but generally like my dad would he never took work off. Okay. Yeah. You know, so like his, his whole thing was like, I got to make sure everybody's comfortable. Like I don't want to risk, uh, especially with one source of income. Exactly. Like he didn't want to risk that for us, you know, like camping was like, it's a good idea, Yeah. but he couldn't really justify time. Right. Yeah. And they barely took vacations. Yeah. So, you know, I think that's really more of what it has to do is like, you don't necessarily need to have a lot of money to go camping, obviously. Yeah. 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 You know, I'm more of a proponent of like the bare bones camping yeah. type of thing. But I think when you have a family, it really changes your relationship to responsibility. That's and you can't point. just like take off. You're like, fuck it. I have three dollars in my pocket. I'll, I'll figure it out when I get back. Yeah. You can't do that when you have a family. Yeah, and so yeah. I think that that really has to do with a lot of. Which you're, you're on the side of you. You have a kid. So, yeah, as people might not know, I don't. So I don't even I don't even think about that. Right. At all. Right. That is one of the biggest. Yeah. I mean, you know, having a kid, if you value the outdoors, getting your kid out as early as possible. So that becomes a part of their life mm-hmm. is indelible. Yeah. Um, I mean, if if, if if that's what you want to maintain, because otherwise, you know, it's it, it, it again, like it has a lot more to do with like 
financial stability and all that yeah. stuff. Like, so the well, point I was making with like, yeah, like if a family didn't do it, it's not so much like cultural based around like what particular ethnicity or anything. Yeah, like yeah, I've yeah. never seen any consistency with that. I think yeah. it has to do just simply with like socioeconomic level. Um, I mean, so totally. That's like that. that that's now th- talking about it makes sense a lot more. Yeah. Um, but even though it doesn't take much much money it takes time yeah so that's where uh a big point of like that i enjoy about what i do is like i can do trips and do travel and work at the same time Mm -hmm. and i see it more and more with the people that i'm surrounded with obviously i'm surrounded with more creative people than maybe someone that works a desk job but um but it's interesting to see that people can work creatively and work remotely mm-hmm. and hand in hand in jobs and still get paid. Yeah. Um, uh, internet has completely changed the idea of being quote unquote homeless. Yeah. I mean, you can, you know, and if people were trying to live that life before, you would essentially have to like roam around and follow a, a music festival or, yeah, or yeah. a band. And like, you know, like people live those lifestyles, but they were tied to traveling sources of income that they could, you know, like, yeah. I know I have a job here in the summer and then we can, you know, it's more like snowbird style. Yeah. Yeah. And now with the internet, you can, if you have set your life up in a particular way, you can work from anywhere so long as you have your network that you can rely on and you don't have to physically be there yeah i'm yeah i mean which is amazing it's like um my parents like i mean i don't not create like creative people but there's no way uh they would ever be able to like bounce around as i do now yeah my mom's pretty blown away by it but um she's always She's always on my ass save, about saving money, you know, because that's not that's that's another, I guess, that's a side effect of the culture now is like, do people save and like buy houses and do all this like adult kind of old old school thinking, I guess. And um, I think it's an interesting aspect of the of like of all of it. It's like what happens when you're, you know. 35 40 going on and you're like okay you have a kid maybe and then house or like where are you gonna live with this kid or whatever you know there's so many factors when you get older so Mm -hmm. um and then retirement obviously it's like can't really be creative all the way through 80s 90s you know like i mean it's not impossible as long as you have that intention and and you know how to set your life up to to not be achieve that yeah you know shooting yourself in the foot yeah you can yeah you know if you i think i think that you know especially our generation i'm the oldest millennial yeah i was born in 81 so i'm you know i'm starting to get up i'm like hitting my middle age almost and it's starting to make me think about you know how i've I've made a decent amount of money. I've mm-hmm. been fairly successful. I haven't been the most responsible with my money. Yeah. You know, like I go on trips and like I would buy dinner for a party of eight people, you yeah. know, like, cause I was just like, I, I didn't grow up with a lot of money and yeah. when I started getting it. I wanted to spend it to like, 
be generous with my friends and and get experiences, you know, like that was, um, and I think that with a lot of people in our generation, because the way the economy has shifted and the way a lot of people have, you know, gone to college, but then not been able to really get a return on their investment Uh, in the same way. Like there is this natural pull for people to kind of want to disconnect from society in a certain sense. You know, this, you, you read stories about, you know, people who are living in New York or LA having, you know, media jobs or, you know, working, they were writers or artists or whatever. And they, you know, they, they make a decent amount of money in the city and then they get burnt out, yeah. you know, uh, in one way, shape or form or another. I mean, they, you know, you have to think about it. It's like you can work in the city and make a decent amount of money. Yeah. But you can't actually afford to live a decent life half the time because you can't afford to buy a home even yeah, if you're yeah. making over 100 grand a year. Which isn't very much in New York. Right. Or, so. or Seattle or San yeah, Francisco yeah. or L.A. Yeah. Um, and... But then you think about like, well, shit, I could move to, you know, the middle of nowhere mm-hmm. and buy this big ranch house. <laughs> and and then I can kind of just take a lesser, you know, maybe hopefully I can retain some, you know, part of my network and make enough money and then do local stuff to kind of have an easier life. That's exactly what I'm thinking to do. But, you know, on there's certain people that instead of thinking about, OK, I'm going to buy this home, they're like. I'm just going to buy a motorhome. Yeah. And I'm going to try to do just do it on the road. Yeah. I yeah. have friends that, you know, they drive around in a motorhome with their two kids. You yeah. Know, and I've seen this a lot lately. Yeah. I, I, I think it's beautiful because they it's not everybody's choice and it's not something that always can work out. Yeah. But when you can work it out, it's beautiful. I mean, you're on a perpetual vacation, which, um, you know, you're, giving your kids an opportunity to see all this different stuff which will benefit them in the long run because they will have a more open you know worldview about like what is actually going on and how the world interacts with each other rather than being stuck in a bubble yeah they're experiencing things early on that you would normally experience probably later on if you were just stuck in one area and i think that has more to do with just people's you know own personal perspective on society like you have people who just are very tied in with one place they stay in their small town yeah, or yeah. they stay in their big city that they grew up in but like yeah they don't leave yeah um, which is i'm 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 from one of those yeah you normally stay in the small town yeah i, I grew up in a small town too work uh like our like i guess dream job would work at the shipyard right you know and you'd be set for life. I mean, you know, especially if you're working there. Um, But I was one of few that left and I did a lot of shit. I would say a lot. (laughs) Well, okay, Um, but you left. So, so explain to anybody listening, like you left because there was something in you that, yeah, like it wasn't the fact that pushed me out because I wanted to find something that I, Okay, so photography was the leading factor of everything. Right. So. But you weren't scared of the hard work. No. It was just something that, like, there has to be more than just. But some people, but I think, I feel like a lot of people, maybe where I'm from or wherever, um, think that they have to do it a certain way. They have to, you know, grow, like, get married, have kids, buy a house, 
have health insurance. <laughs> but, um, I think that was just instilled in them. Like they, that's just what everyone yeah. did. And well, and it's, you see, it's you see it work for other people, and yeah. so you think, okay, well, I'm going to do that too yeah. because I want to make sure I don't have the rug pulled out from under. Yeah, and. So what I I, I one eighty that I left I I dropped out of college um, and moved to Idaho so mm-hmm. um, and just worked my way to California because I knew that's my chances of what I want to do were higher there than New York because New York was so exp- I mean New York was always expensive uh, well especially for for someone that. I didn't like I didn't have any money and, you know, living on couches after the fact of uh, uh, after moving to Boise or, you know, Idaho or whatever. Um, well, and continued into California. But mm-hmm. um, but yeah, I wasn't wasn't afraid of the hard work. And that was before you know, the like inter- well, Internet, like as in use of creative work. Um it was never a factor of like getting me work really. So, mm-hmm. um, it was maybe a little bit back then I was starting to get there, but yeah, I think, uh, the hard work paid off and I'm, I'm at where I'm, I'm at and pretty comfortable. Um, but you, you know, you wouldn't have been able to, you wouldn't have been able to, to pursue that. You wouldn't have been able to sustain a living doing photography in your town most like unless no. you were doing wedding you know photography or maybe not for kids that. which yeah you know you Let could have done working at life touch right you could have <laughs> done that but would it have, would it have been as satisfying probably not probably not you know like no it, especially like going so i moved from new hampshire to boston i went to school and and then i experienced the city um i've, I've experienced i experienced boston beforehand like when i was in high school but that was what made it click it was like oh i can just go wherever mm-hmm. and 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 go like i you know it's all up to me so right. um so yeah it's interesting um like i needed to find my like path you know so, like, like trying to like you know equating the exploration of nature with the exploration of you know of creativity or well, like, like where career wise yeah just like going somewhere that you're unfamiliar with yeah i mean that's really what it, it should all be all about is like taking <clears throat> taking a risk and going somewhere metaphorically or physically that you've never been before yeah so it should be like you know with your with your with your with your career as a creative or you know somebody who wants to, to live independently and you know also um you know as uh somebody who wants to just experience parts of the world where you can kind of be away from society like there's there's a congruence to that yeah like you you're not necessarily escaping society when you're trying to like work as a creative but you're you're still not trying to live by somebody else's rules like the small town mentality of like i have to get this job i have to do this thing and this is the sequence of events that i have to get done yeah you know like that feeds into that idea of um you know, finding your own path. And that is also congruent with, you know, 
getting out of nature and like not taking the same trail that everybody tells you to take because there's this beautiful thing at the end of it yeah just walk down an open field and look at the ground and you know like climb up a hill that you don't know what's on the other side of it like there might be something cool yeah i found like untouched native american campsites with like tools not because somebody told me there was stuff there there wasn't a sign that said petroglyphs this way (laughs) you know like i was just wandering around canyons and this stuff is there and it's like the only reason why any of this shit has been you know seen like the only reason anything's even geotagged on social media now is because somebody at some point in time whether it was 100 years ago you know 500 years ago 2000 years ago somebody walked there and didn't know what was there and just explored and then took note of something and spread that you know information to other people yeah so yeah i think uh that's a good point to end up with it's like you just have to walk your own path yeah fucking and, and don't and yeah. find it yourself yeah don't be afraid to do it yourself that one sticker that you had <laughs> <laughs> do it yourself um yeah well i think that's good and it always this this is the first one so it's like it's just gonna feed into whatever is the next one or someone else is gonna have a different take on it it's the beauty of talking to people right <laughs> yeah i'd say so yeah so well it was a pleasure <laughs> is that what they say at the end of a podcast yeah i think that's it was a pleasure it was a pleasure speaking with you it was a pleasure and an honor yeah <laughs> you're a yeah, scholar no. you're a gentleman um yeah well graham probably is going to be a regular oh we always have good conversations though even right, if we do re- i don't turn off too many of your viewers with my uh hey pessimism. i don't want them to, <laughs> i don't want them to come back if they don't have some kind of interest in hearing other people's point of views right yeah i think that's why people listen to podcasts so anyways we can keep rambling adios all right that's it first episode it's it's done hope you enjoyed it i hope you made it this far i hope you listened to the whole thing and uh just want to add one more thing we'll be posting on anchor um uh, you can just search Roaming Lost on Anchor, but you can also find, hopefully, the podcast everywhere where podcasts are. Um, and also, you can submit questions in the Anchor mobile app, I think online too. And if you submit questions, um, would love to get a bunch of questions lined up, and then we could do a podcast on just answering questions. But just an idea if you got a question send it on over if you don't want to use the app or go to the website you can always email at hello at roaminglost.co and ask your questions there cool see you next time